Hi, this is Netta Laurene from SmackDown, and you're listening to Freeform Rock Podcast. listening to the free form rock podcast is everybody in is everybody in is everybody in the ceremony is about to begin for their debut concert here in toronto at the concert hall fans have been queued up outside for two or three hours the fans of iron maiden are like most heavy metal fans very devoted and that's part of what makes the band work we love to party. They're heavy metal rock and roll. It's fantastic. I was looking for something different. I was tired with fans like Rush and Nugent and stuff like that. And these guys offer something different. And it's uh, what I want, I guess. It gets me totally like out of problems at school or whatever, right? It's cool, like everybody gets buzzed and It's good. Yeah. Rock and roll, headbangers. Get out and have a good time. Iron Maiden likes to stay close to their fans, and drummer Clive Burr came outside for a while to talk to the crowd. What do you like about Iron Maiden? I like them because they put out heavy metal, no garbage disco, no new wave, nothing! Nothing but heavy metal! This man talks some sense. There you go. I like him because he's cute. I'm embarrassed now. their name from the ancient medieval instrument of torture and within the heavy metal crowd their razor-sharp riffs are the latest word in musical torture the band was started in london in 1977 by bass player steve harris who once tried out for west ham united one of the uk's first division soccer clubs while most of his time is spent on the road with iron maiden harris still enjoys a good game of football and before their gig at the concert hall we got together for a pickup game with a team that included rick emmett of toronto's heavy metal triumph matt minglewood of the east coast minglewood band and sonny from the rockabilly bobcats although harris is a good player scoring seven of the game's goals he wasn't quite good enough to make the uk's professional teams and after a while found out that that wasn't what he was after anyways but whether it be soccer or playing in a band it was a way to escape the boredom of east end london you know it's amazing to be sitting here like you know i mean canada class i never would have had a chance to come to canada if, if i didn't sort of get in a band and i think that's what a lot of young guys can relate to you know they'd like to either be a professional footballer and travel over wherever or playing a rock band or something like that you know so maybe um just a chance to how does it feel this being your first time over here you've only got a couple of records released in north america yet you have this incredible following all these friends well it's amazing really i mean you don't expect when you when you first go to a country you know you expect you to kind of uh 
go back and, and like when we was first in Britain playing pubs and stuff, you know, building up right from the roots. We expected to maybe do that, you know, from a roots level everywhere. But uh, in a way, it's made it a little bit easier for us because we're coming over here and, and we're playing to, you know, probably a sold-out concert tonight. Which first time in is pretty amazing. I mean, it seems the promotion guys up front must have done their work, I suppose. But uh, I, I suppose it just shows that there's a lot of kids everywhere in the world that want to hear heavy rock. I mean, that's what it is, you know. And maybe there's some new bands instead of some of the old bands. started the band probably uh, what was right in the middle of the punk rock explosion over in the UK. Uh, what was it like trying to start up a band during that time? <laughs> well, it was near impossible to get gigs, you know, because um, the fashion thing, like, and it was the big thing happening on the club scene. All the larger established bands were still playing a lot of gigs, but it was out there for young new bands to break through, because the punk thing really sort of, London is the, seems to be the place where all the fashion is, isn't it? We just couldn't get work. We ended up getting like one gig a week in a local pub, but, and that was, you know, that was great, you know, because it just helped us play, play at least once a week. I mean, you just got to play, so one gig a week was, uh, you know, really good for us at the time. Right? Then we done a demo tape and uh, all that around, and a guy called Neil Kay was at the bandwagon in, in North London. Uh, like heavy metal uh, rock clubs that were playing uh, rock stuff. He played the tape, and we got us quite a lot of recognition from that. People were sort of coming and saying, you know, use this band and all this sort of stuff. Something that has become synonymous with Iron Maiden is the uh, the logo that you have. Can you explain that? Uh, well, we all started out, we used to have a small backdrop with uh, like a face, and we used to call it Eddie the Eight, you know, just a nickname we gave it. And uh, when we started doing the album, uh, we got an artist in, and he just got kind of expanded on that, and we call the thing Eddie now. I just think it's rubbish, because, right, as I said, all our influences are from older bands. And um, new wave, I don't know if there is anything new, really, because no, it's the same sort of music, it's just that all, all it is is we've just grown up, you know, liking it a little bit faster now. I suppose that's the only sort of comparison with new wave, we play faster. But basically we've still got the same ideals apart from we're not into the big rock star image. Because like we keep very close to our fans because we've always seen it that they've put us where we are today anyway. So, you know, you repay devotion with devotion because I'd do anything for them kids because they've put me where we are today. The venue that you're doing here in Toronto is the concert hall, which is a standing room only gig, as opposed to playing the music hall, which is uh, sitting. Is that part of the attitude of Iron Maiden? Right, yeah, I don't like people sitting down. I, I don't know. See, um, the whole idea of, like, is let's have a good time. I don't think you can sit down and have a good time. Can we just turn around and say, right, we'll come in, let's get down to it. Right, I'll have you all down the front, or we stop halfway if we're sitting down. Say, right, we're going to play another note until you get up. What do you think of the real hardcore fans, the headbangers, and the people with their uh, cut-out guitars? Well, I think they're amazing because they're getting involved with the music, and, you know, it's just get up and go, forget everything. They're living out fantasies which is also what we're doing on stage, we're forgetting everything that's gone down before, like in the day before, just get up and play, forget everything, have a bit of fun. That's basically it. I love them for that, that's great. I mean, you're not scared to do it, which is really good. It leads other people into it as well. I think we're enjoying ourselves, let us go and do it as well.
Since 77, there's been an incredible amount of new heavy metal bands coming out of the UK. Who are some of the people that you have respect for? Uh, Motorhead. Um, yeah, they're, they're all right, actually, but I can never go and see Lemmy without him getting me absolutely blind drunk. <laughs> because we go out drinking man again. Oh, Christ. And he, he's unbelievable, that man. There's no way I could ever compete with him. He's, he's, he's unreal. Uh, yeah, we're all... I don't know, we're like friends, especially the London bands. See, Def Leppard from up north, and Sire Saxon. So we only meet up occasionally. Well, us and Saxon meet up quite a bit, but, you know, we're all mates, have a few drinks and whatever. But I suppose Motorhead and us, like, when we meet up in London, it's chaos. That is it. It's like, I don't know, Third World War, <laughs> really. We've got, I, I suppose it's, um, we've got respect for each other, but, you know, it's just more like a friend's thing. So you don't really show respect in that way. It's just like, oh, hello, mate, how you doing? Let's have a drink and whatever. But I suppose we all respect each other, yeah, in a way. You guys have done incredibly well in the three years, like four years that you've been together. What's your master plan for world domination by Iron Maiden? Well, we just like extensive touring, basically. It's as simple as that. And we're picking up fans all the way, you know. Hopefully in sort of another two years extensive touring, they're going to be like a huge name, I hope. I really hope. But the thing is, I just hope everyone can turn around and say then, yeah, right, Iron Maiden's great, they're big now, but like, they ain't changed a bit since we first knew them. in Canada. This is Eddie from Iron Maiden and I'd like to say just keep tuned to new music because girls school are on their way. 
All right, welcome to the other uh, another edition of America's Podcast. Yes, we are America's Podcast. Not the other fake ones that are trying to promote that now. But uh, we're here with always as my uh, gang of two. What's up, Jerry? This is your episode. What's up, everybody, man? Um, it's always great to be on the Freeform Rock Podcast uh, with Mark and uh, another favorite co-host, Charles Trainer. Man, how you doing? The reason why everybody's here, the star, <laughs> the man of the hour, too sweet to be sour. He's got a, everything going today. And we got, we, a have, hell of a, we got a hell of a guest today, Jerry. Yes, we do. We got Metal Ben, man. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Great to be here, man. Yeah. Is this your yeah. first time guesting, Ben? Yes, it is. Yes. Yep. Cool. Yeah, I thought he was on. Oh no, he was, he was on our other show that one time. That's right. Yeah, All the Black Spinner Circle. So yeah. Okay, that's what it was. All right. Uh, what? What is it? So fucking somebody's making me think of that movie, The Changeling, with that fucking crickety chair. <laughs> it's me. I, I told. I told. No, I told you guys before. You're gonna hear that crickety chair quite a bit. Are you gonna All go right. down the stairs? Are you gonna like come after me like a ghost one day in that crickety chair? <laughs> Dude, what the fuck would I haunt you for? I don't know. Because I get no for like, respect. <laughs> for, liking, <laughs> for liking crazy nights. Yeah, really. I'm, I'm haunting, I'm haunting okay. Shania Twain or fucking uh, some chick like that. That's who I'm haunting. Don't worry, Mark. I'll haunt you forever with your shitty music case of crazy <laughs> nights. I wouldn't be talking. Hey, I didn't know I liked all that album until I heard it. So that was pretty cool, uh -huh. guys. <laughs> but I, 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 I have to open up with saying one thing that Mark is going to like what I'm going to say here. I'm not too crazy about the new Ghost song, man. I really don't like it. Either does a lot of Ghost fans, so it's not... Crazy. Yeah, I'm not not fond of it too much myself. I haven't, I haven't even listened to it yet. Yeah, just You're not missing anything. Just keep yeah. the guy. I got the guy that stars in Insidious that's singing it, I think. Am I correct on that, Charles? Yeah. Yeah, I guess he's like a Broadway music dude, too. I, the first movie I ever seen him in was that crappy Alamo movie. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. made, yeah, with Billy Bob Thornton and shit. <laughs> um, that fucking song, it, that he, I think he made it shit. And it was a weird... And they're going too far down the pop road now for me. <laughs> right now, yeah, at this I'm, moment. Yeah. I'm agreeing with you, man. Yeah. <laughs> you can, uh, it's still better than goddamn Firehouse. I guarantee you that. <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah, I know so. Yeah, at least they have their, at least the guy could sing and not sound like a computer. Uh, I mean, he sings live, so I don't know. <laughs> well, he sounds like he's probably going through like his mic probably has auto tune on it and shit. Uh, a lot of artists do do that shit now. Well, I mean, Firehouse can't afford that. It'll be able to sound better. <laughs> At least Tesla Fucking went drop down a step. Uh, Jeff Keith was saying, so that was pretty cool. Well, I don't like. I don't necessarily like when they didn't. If you drop down too low. Like when I was, I was saying before, I saw Kiss and they dropped down a whole step. And it just sucked all the energy out of the songs. Yeah, they already tuned opinion. down. They already tuned down. A half right, they were tuned to half, yeah. and then they went a yeah. full step, and it just, uh, uh, it didn't, it, it didn't work. I mean, now they don't need to because those tapes are wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic now. So, but whichever. 
fucking firehouse, Mark. You should be ashamed of yourself. But they're not like one of my all-time favorite bands. I like listening to them. It's like I go, it's not like I wake up and I go, man, I got to hear fucking in a letter today. <laughs> oh, I got to hear Love of the Lifetime. No, I go, man, what the, what the fuck? What do I need to listen to by Rush or some Sabbath or some Leopard? Nine arm Love and ten arm. Uh, Love of a Lifetime is probably your ringtone. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to change is Firehouse a band that sings that look into your eyes? Yes. No, oh, that's, God, not that's, that's not them. That's not them. It's not. It fucking blows whoever sings that song. I heard that the other day on the radio. I can't remember who I it was. I thought that was London uh, Choir Boys, man. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. you. How many bands of mine do you go off on, Jerry? Well, because I don't bring them up every five minutes. I don't like either. Do. I'm not the one who brings oh, them up. Shit. Yes, you do. Oh, man, this song was great. This and that fucking A, dude. You should listen to this song. Charles, man. Charles always starts with, <laughs> Who started with the firehouse shit today? <laughs> today, yeah. But yeah, I was most, brought of up time, anyway. most, most, you, you. most of the time it's Charles, and I'm getting yes, shit I, on. I, I admit it. I'm a... He's an what you call hooking up the cables. Yeah, always. <laughs> Remind Anyway, everybody. dude. Extremely anyway, insane rock and roll. Anyway, Ben, what's up, man? Oh, not too much, man. Just chilling out, man. <laughs> Ready to do Enjoy this, it. man. You gotta jump in there. You're not a firehouse fan, right, Metal Ben? You're fucking way more metal than that. Hell yeah. I mean, yeah. I used to have a, I mean, I had a friend that was really into Firehouse. I put up with it, but I didn't really care to listen to it. I'll put it that way. <laughs> yeah. Well, we, we got one, too. I saw them open got up for, uh, I saw them open up for um, Bad Company and Damn Yankees Firehouse at Irvine Meadows. They were fucking really good. Was it the real Bad Company or that one you liked? It's Brian, I like both, I like fucking Paul Rogers way better than Brian Howe, but fucking Holy Water is a great album, and Jerry agrees with me. Well, it might be, there but it ain't, it ain't there, Paul there, Rogers. There I go, I'm sitting in the corner again. Jerry, <laughs> you don't need to sit in the corner for Brian Howe. He had fucking, not a bad album with that company. I, I do love those two albums. Two, three albums, right? Four. Or two. Four, Four, okay. Fame and Fortune. Um, Fame and Fortune. Well, I, he was better than Robert Hart, the third singer. <laughs> You really didn't. He, they were playing rib fest for real. They were. <laughs> hey, metal that was ben, sad too. Metal Ben, have you, what, what, have you heard both Bad Companies, the '90s and the, uh, the original? I did hear them a long time ago. I do kind of remember Holy Water. Yeah. Did you like that album? Mm, probably not back then. Oh. But it's been over twenty years now. It's been a. I don't know, man. I've listened to it at least over 20 years. I, th I think he's being nice by telling us I, it sucks. I know. There's, there, <laughs> there, there's some killer riffs on there, man. The fucking the Holy Water opening riff. Fucking, and that... Dun, 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 fucking rules, man. That And that fucking solo fucking Mick Rouse is fucking doing in Holy Water. My God, dude, that's fucking amazing. I'm not even talking about Brian Howe. I'm talking about the guitar player in fucking backup. Well, he's, he's Nobody gives good. Mick Rouse any fucking due. Nobody brings up Mick Rouse. He's a fucking well, he fantastic was, guitar player. He was, he was in and out a lot. Yeah. 
No, he was in all the whole original Bat Company, and he was the in original. The but after, yeah, but after that Brian House shit, he was there, and then he wasn't. Well, he was there for the first, well, I think up to uh, Here Comes Trouble. That band is Paul Rogers, dude, and Simon oh, Kirk. Oh, it is. Simon Kirk was great. Come on. I saw Simon I'll, Kirk. I'll, 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 I don't think Simon Kirk's with him anymore, is he? I thought he retired. I don't know, but he was great. I don't Paul Rogers. Bad Company's even together? Yeah, yeah Paul Rogers know, uh, a solo album. Howard Leese from Heart is their guitar player yeah. now, I think. I, I don't know who the rest of the guys are. And he ain't too shabby. No, he's a good guitar player. Oh, hell yeah. If you like the original Heart. Like in Howard Lee's yeah. awesome, man. I thought that Roger dude was better. Hey, Metal Ben, man. Uh, before I forget, Roger Fisher? I might get a little drunk yeah. on this episode. What? Tell people where they could find you, man, real quick. Because we usually do this at the oh, end, right. but I think I'm going to be really pissed by the end. I won't remember. <laughs> well, you can find me on Metal Ben's Chronicles on YouTube. And also the Metal Bastards Hangout Podcast on YouTube. You can find Holocaust on Facebook. I've got a Metal Bench Chronicles group room on Facebook. You guys can find. So, yeah, yeah, that's pretty much all my social medias. Yeah, man, he puts on a good show, man. Uh, go check out his YouTube channel. Subscribe and leave the man some comments, man, because this guy's awesome, and I'm trying to build up his confidence, fucker. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man. I definitely appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, man. You're awesome, dude. You don't suck, all right? I, I'll i tell you when something sucks. <laughs> and everybody knows like that. that. Like yeah. that Motley Crew attendance I showed you a picture yeah, of Yeah, but that's minutes before the show. Any concert I go to, minutes before the first note comes out, everybody's getting ah. a beer or going to the restroom. So why don't we wait till we see a picture with the band on stage? Uh-huh. Sure. And But if not, <laughs> if not... I'm just playing devil's advocate there. If not, then they're waiting for Leopard, which is understandable because I don't think crew, <laughs> I don't think Crew is that big in England. <laughs> crew is not that big in England compared to Leopard. Leopard's gods there, man. Still. Uh -huh, they're gods. Well, in attendance oh, and selling out uh, arenas and stuff there. Well, it only took them like 10 years or more to become gods there. They were hated in England, actually. I know, because... For quite a while. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. That's very true, yes. Back when they were first coming out. Yeah, I parallel them to... Uh, I'm not making fun of them, Mark. One of your favorites. You liked on date night. Bush. But Bush had a similar <laughs> thing going on. <laughs> well, I'm being honest. I'm being honest. I'm Dude, not dogging I, I say I like two albums by Bush, and all of a sudden, I'm a fucking huge fan. Again, I don't wake up thinking... I want to hear everything said. <laughs> no, I don't wake up thinking that. I'm thinking, hey, what, are, what what Beatles song can I listen to today? No. Yes. You had glycerine. Beatles. Oh, you know, I hate that fucking song. <laughs> that song really? I'm surprised. Glycerine I thought you is fucking like it. boring and drab, dude. Fuck, Thank I, you. I, I, that, that is one of the worst ballads I've heard in my life. I'd rather listen to the Carpenters than that shit. Hey, now you're talking. They're fucking, they're fucking rad. Some James, oh my god, I'm getting old. Give me some James Man, Taylor. <laughs> give me some James Taylor over that fucking song. Fuck. Oh boy. Wow. Bush is horrible after the first two albums, and they put like, a lot of horrible songs on those first two albums, like Glycerine. <laughs> yeah, I was yeah. on 13 Stone. Well, yeah. Yeah, I mean, but yeah, I'm, I'm just saying they were similar. They weren't big in England. 
but they were huge in America. Yeah. And that's just a parallel there. And they both suck. Well, so they like, got that going on. It's like Alter Bridge will play, uh, play clubs here while fucking in England <coughs> they'll play fucking arenas. They're bigger in England. Well, let me... Let me quantify it. With Def Leppard had all arms and Pete Willis, they did not suck. That is true. Did no. I, I, I go back to that Def Leppard more than anything, except for Pyromania and Hysteria. But I listen to more of the Pete Willis stuff than I do with Pyromania and Hysteria. But I probably listen to Pyromania the most in High and Dry with Pete Willis. I find that hard to believe. Yeah. I find that hard to believe, dude. No, <laughs> High and Dry fucking has me and my wine, dude. I fucking love that song. I'm doing fine with just me and my wine. That fucking scream Joe does on that fucking song, dude. God damn, dude. You got bringing you... on the heartbreak, one of the best ballads ever. How it, many yeah. times have you gone back to Diamond Star Halos, Mark? Three times. See? Yeah. <laughs> but too, I have... too many. <laughs> but you was pimping that shit hard last I year. like it. But I like older yes. Def Leppard better. It was it pretty much sucked. I heard it. It wasn't good. <laughs> yeah, the pretty opinion that, that doesn't I don't give a shit about. <laughs> <laughs> it was better than Ghost's new song. Hey, you're oh, I don't know about that. That's pretty bad. No, this new song was pretty bad. Uh, I don't know, Ben. What do you think about what do you think about Nine Arm Def Leppard, man? Nine Arm Nine Arm Def Leppard is the best. That's when they had 10, Ben. Oh. <laughs> All the way around. Anything, anything, anything <laughs> hysteria and up is nine arm. Oh, you had us in shock there for a minute. We were in silence. <laughs> I was getting happy for a second, but. <laughs> Mark was like, yes, a slang buddy. <laughs> Oh, I love slang. I didn't like Swing it when buddy. it came out. I got used to it, and now I like it. <laughs> I pray for this album. Sucks. This <laughs> cover's album is really bad. I love the cover. Yeah, album. Twentieth Century well, Boys, amazing. Go ahead, man. As far as nine in the arm death leopard goes, there might be a song here and there I like. Like, there's a couple of songs off of uh, is it Adrenalized? There's a couple songs on there that I think are all right. Like, um, track White Lightning, I think's a great track. Um, oh, no, that's got, that's got Make Love Like, that's got Make Love Like a Man on it, though, man. I, <laughs> I like that song. <laughs> I don't know why they did that other version of Let It Go. That was not needed. It wasn't as good as on, on Adrenalized. Hmm. <clears throat> Hysteria one was a better. different song though. It was named the same, but no, it was the same it damn song. It was called song. "Let's Go." Let's. Go. No, Let's they remade go. "Let It Go" and "Adrenalized." Why do I have to school you on Nine Arm? It's <laughs> 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 your shit. I probably haven't listened to that album since last year. Yeah, that I like the the original one on Hysteria. Well, it was a B side on Hysteria. They it was good, so they didn't put it on the album. Yeah, so they they, they don't like too album. much good. Yeah, and it was black because it was all <laughs> Phil Collins. It was terrible. But at least originally I had Steve Clark on it. Yeah, I was say, some of the B-sides on Hysteria are pretty good. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. Women in the rules. 
I'm just saying mm -hmm. the best box set out there to get is Def Leppard early years. You get a lot, a lot of Def Leppard with Pete Willis on it. You get like everything on that fucking album. Fucking amazing fucking box set. It's one of my favorites of all time. That and the Zeppelin box set. This is like fucking amazing. I put it up there with that. Oh, and the Rush Moving Pictures one is pretty cool. <laughs> you should get Kiss's box set, Mark. Oh, God. They have nothing in those. <laughs> they got they got your jams on there, man. Fucking hide your heart. Silver Spoon? Yeah. Hey, I didn't like Silver Spoon. We all agreed to Silver Spoon. <laughs> that got, song is fucking they, horrible. They got Let's Put the X in Sex. Uh, all them great I, songs on there you love, man. Such a masterpiece. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have I Just Want to. Oh shit! I don't yeah. want. I want. I wouldn't buy it then if it didn't have that. Yeah, yeah. Jerry, you you buy what? anything that says Kiss on it? I I do, and I, and I the only album I don't have is uh, Sonic Boom. But if they ever had it on vinyl where it's affordable, I would buy it because I'm a completist. But I wouldn't listen to it. It'd probably still be in the wrap. But I'd like to have it if anybody you have an extra comes copy, across one. You have an extra copy of Sonic Boom. Uh, contact Jerry. Please. <laughs> and, and sell it for under $50, please. If you can. He'll give you a keel record for free. <laughs> He'll send that back to Yeah, you. there you go. Even trade right there. Autographed, by the way. Autographed keel album, man. Get him a, so. he'll, get, he'll do an even trade. He'll give you that fucking uh, sure. keel autographed album, and you give him freaking Sonic Boom. I'll throw in a 20. I'll throw, yeah, I'll throw in a 20 as well, man. <laughs> <laughs> Autographed by the man, the myth, the legend himself, Ron Keel. <laughs> oh, man. He loves oh, Twitter. Man. <laughs> yeah, well, he don't love giving me my $25 back. I know that. <laughs> Son of a bitch. That's terrible. Fuck. Why you bring him up? I'm trying to... Give people a good deal for a, a Keel signed record to help Jerry out because he wants Sonic. Oh, Keel. yeah. They're, they're going to be lined up for that one. I guarantee you. Fuck. Hell wants that shit. Oh. I'd rather get Randy of the Redwoods autographed. <laughs> Randy of the Redwoods. Or something. Yeah. Well, I do, I do need Virtual XI by Iron Maiden, Ew. too. I'll, I'll trade that one for it, too, just because I'm a completist. Oh, or the Freddie Mercury guy from Frankie Goes to Hollywood <laughs> signing, my, signing that record. Relax. What did he Don't do in do the it. group? What did he do in that group? The he Frankie like, guy. Like the Freddie guy. I think he was like the Jerome of the time. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean, right? Yeah. yeah. Or, or the exactly. Favor Flav, but at least Favor Flav fucking rapped once in a while. <laughs> he was just there with his sunglasses on yeah. and... Doing whatever. I think that's that could a, have been his boyfriend. That's a band we should review down the road. That could be his boyfriend. <laughs> I don't mind a little Frankie. I don't mind a little Frankie. Uh, I only know that one song. Dude, I have the, the album on vinyl. Welcome to the Pleasure Dome, man. Two Tribes, man. That song kicks oh, ass, I think. Well, let's not give away a review here. Well, <laughs> it, or it sucks. <laughs> or it Who sucks. Stand go. by. But yeah. it will have Freddie Mercury on it. His stunt double. We know that. All right, that's well, that's far removed of what we're doing today. Why we drug yeah. metal Ben on the show? Yeah. What is your pick today, Jerry? My pick today is arguably the best Iron Maiden album. I think it's the second best uh, behind Number Ooh. of the Beast. That's my favorite, but this is definitely my second <laughs> one. Uh, 
the second one, second and last to feature the great Paul Deano. Um, uh, had a lot of uh, substance abuse issues at the time, and they all agreed that it was better to part ways. Uh, produced by Martin Birch, who produced actually the first eight albums by Iron Maiden, which actually is, you kind of think about it, because a lot of people, after Fear of the Dark, started giving up on Iron Maiden, so maybe Martin Birch was actually a big influence on their sound, maybe. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm an Iron Maiden nutswinger, so I like well, it all. Bruce left. Oh, that's Bruce, right. Bruce, yeah. Bruce. Bruce left. And uh, Blaze sucks. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> This album is the first to feature my all-time favorite guitar duo. I know people say KK and Glenn, but I love Adrian Smith and Dave Murray. I think they have a little bit more emotion in their playing. But uh, well, now they have a well, they have a poser in their band now still, Johnny Cares. But uh, <laughs> yeah. all he does is twirl. Yeah, all he does is twirl his guitar around. But uh, Adrian and Dave are absolute fucking badass combo. They have been for a long time. Wilford and fucking uh, Perry. No, no, not even close. No. I'm talking. I'm talking. I'm talking metal too, dude. Oh well, you metal. Know. Then I would go Night Ranger, fucking oh. Watson and uh, fucking what's his name? Not, not Night Gillis. Ranger. Watson and Shit Gillis, the fuck man. Out of here. Watson hey, and Gillis, metal. dude. Or You're not metal. Or Tesla, fucking Ski Ach no. and Hannon. Mustaine coming and at, whoever coming, coming at you live, dude. That fucking that right. dual lead that opens that song? Tesla, Tesla's like hard rock, the, dude. Tesla's, that song is fucking metal, isn't it, Jerry? Come eh, at you that's hard rock. Man. That's hard fucking rock. metal. He's going, I'm a hard baby shooting down the you don't want to be. That is a yeah. metal fucking song coming at that's you. Hard rock. That's Fuck, hard rock. That is a metal song on a hard rock record. What about Hammett and uh, Hetfield? Eh, that's not lead guitarist. That's rhythm and lead true well yeah on the dual thing dual I, leads. I i still kind of air towards priest but they're oh, good yeah, they're awesome. these dudes are good these dudes are really good all right now, anyway. jerry jerry real quick you said he produced the first eight i think so yeah, will yeah, malone right. produced the first one Oh, did he? Okay, gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. I, yeah. So, well, yeah, yeah, I, this is the first one. This is the first one. Okay. But uh, this one definitely sounded better than the first one. The first one sounded, you know, like a really bad production, but it still sounded cool. Ooh, I, I love it, though. I love yeah. it. But uh, this, the production was definitely better in this album. Anyway, Ben, man, what's your go-to Maiden albums, man? All right. So mine would definitely be the first two Maiden albums. I guess you could throw Power Slave in there for my third favorite. But no, I really love Killers. Um, to me, yeah, this is the beginning of a very good guitar duo with Adrian Smith and Dave Murray. You know, and yes, the production of Martin Birch, who actually wanted to produce the first album, and I don't remember exactly what happened there where he did produce it. So yeah, um, all in all, I would say this album... It's definitely probably their for nineteen eighty one probably their heaviest album. Yeah. Like compared, compared to what would come afterwards. And look at that fucking album cover, dude. That is absolutely oh, fucking yeah. badass, okay. dude. So iconic. <laughs> I must have had at least four or five shirts with album cover on it. But uh, yeah, I mean so you, you hear a lot of people, you know, the other Diada or Dickinson, you know, whatever, man. I like them both. Why can't you enjoy both? I mean, sometimes the singer improves a band, unlike Van Halen. Hey, you said which, Bruce, uh, your Bruce is your favorite era. Come on. 
Sure, absolutely, I did. But I'm just saying, why can't we join both of them? That's what well, I'm just I saying. Do. I do, but unlike, un, unlike, un, un, unlike you know Van Halen, where they had a shitty singer follow their original singer, oh, they continue God. to. Uh, Why'd you? Have to, I'm going to be Charles. Why'd you have to bring up Van Hagar? <laughs> because it's a must, dude. It's a necessity. Yeah, in show. It's we need that oh, other show, yeah. man. Let's be <laughs> let's be no, hagerless yeah. and go off on extreme. Uh, just no, I ain't going to be hagerless ever. All right, I'll try next. I'll try next week. Ain't even Sharon did Van Halen too, and he sucked too. There you go. He just yeah. He just mimicked Hagar. Yep. <laughs> All right, Charles, man. Charles, is this your go-to made album, man? And the debut would be, oh, but okay. uh, but I really enjoy this one. I'm a Diano nuts. What were, you, what were you saying, Ben? Sorry, man. Oh. I'm sorry. You were saying about the go-to. Yeah, I'd say Dave is probably my go-to, too. Yeah, I, I like that mucky, murky production. Yeah. I love it. What about you, Mark? Uh, mine has to be uh, Peace of Mind, then Number of the Beast. Anything, mm, wrong Paul, with I, these two these two albums at Deano, although uh, I'm not going to give you a spoiler alert, are good, but I go to Bruce and I skip Lay's. Sorry, that guy sucks. I feel sorry for him. He was watching him live the other night. <laughs> I saw that, yeah. They couldn't even give the guy a pass or a good seat. He was like way up there, too. So bad That's for where him. he deserves to be in the back row. Cause oh, come on, man. Hey. It is, it is his fault, man. Have you heard his solo oh, hey. shit? His solo shit's just as bad. The, the, the sad part was watching Paul Deano in that wheelchair trying to see. Deano has was... way better solo stuff yeah. than this dude. I don't know, but he's sitting there in a wheelchair on stage, oh, man. I felt sad. so bad that for the guy, sad. dude, man. It was. Really sad. Well, I like, I, I dig number of the beast, though. Yeah. yeah. So it ain't like I just only, but I mean, I, uh, we'll get into the review. Why I'm not as wild about Bruce stuff. My favorite two Maiden <laughs> songs are freaking the first two tracks off of Peace of Mind. It's like, damn. And then the rhyme yeah. of Chip Mariner. I love those long shit. That's why I probably like New Maiden. I like long songs, man. Rush fan here. <laughs> it yeah. makes sense. Yeah. I, like the prog- I like the progressive ro- route they're going, and people who don't like progressive don't really care for it. Yeah, yes, that'd be I, yeah. usually. That'd be you, and, well, Jerry likes since it's you, so. Uh, well, I mean, I'm, in, I'm a casual Rush guy, because I don't like all the long-ass songs, no, typically not. I think Pink Floyd is the only band that can pull that off, my oh, opinion. No, both of them. My opinion. I mean, Echoes is a work of art. Oh, I agree, absolutely. Yeah, but I mean, I don't hate Rush. They're cool. I seen them live; it was awesome. They're great, and I'm not as big of a fan as you, but I respect them a lot. They're a tremendous fan. I'm no just saying that's why it. I like those long songs. But the progressive, Ooh. the progressive rock Ooh. that Lee gave me, like the United mm. States of America, not too bad. God, horrible. Hot shit was bad. Hot poop was wait. Hot poop was like oh, hot poop. Yeah, I, I think that's where Sonic Youth got their idea, but they did it better. No, they got it from they got it from the Shags. Check out that review on Freeform Rock Podcast Archives, folks. Yeah, the worst album in the history of this show. Charles wants to get that shit to a, to two hundred downloads. At least, at least they, the Shags don't get enough love. Hey, Guns N' Roses episode is almost two eighty four. I think it's like damn. 
I know. Yeah. I know. Well, there's a certain podcast out there snickering at us. Only two hundred. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Right. <laughs> it's good for yeah. us. We're building, and it's crazy getting better. nights. Crazy nights is going silly right now. Oh god. Yeah. <laughs> and I was grouchy as fuck on that episode. Well, you, you know what, Jeff. Beers promotes it also. See, when you promote and share, please share and like on uh, Facebook. Um, hey, <laughs> Jeff Beers told me today that the, the latest Godzilla, or the one with Matthew Broderick, was cool. Yeah. No, no, son, that movie was not cool. <laughs> and, and and he also said Jimmy Page, he made that song for Godzilla. Oh no! Yeah, yeah, that's what he's known for. Totally. Oh my! But Yikes. I love Jeff Beers. He likes that oh. song. Yeah, of course. But he likes you, you. You guys think I like anything? That dude likes Edward Furlong. <laughs> Let's sing it. <laughs> he don't like Creed. Well, that, give him that, credit for that. Oh God, fuck Creed rules. Well, he calls it butt rock, which it's not butt rock. <laughs> don't even know what that term means. I looked he, it up and told you guys, but you guys want to get uh, want to tell me. Let me l let you guys know how I got into Maiden, or just skip me because I get sure. Yeah, right. man, go uh, ahead. Okay, do it. Uh, I got it. I got into Maiden. I think I told the story before. I worked at In and Out Burger, and I think yes, it was like '87. I had this Mormon friend named Lonnie, who got fucking stoned and drunk more than anybody I've ever seen. But he was Mormon, so Mormons can party. <laughs> and then. Uh, he said, you don't know Maiden? I go, oh, man, they're evil. They're lie. He goes, oh, man, I'm going to let you use this disc, play it in the car, and come back and tell me if they're evil. It gives me Power Slave, which is my third favorite uh, Maiden album. gives me that, and I hear fucking, I'm reading the lyrics in the book. I'm reading, I go, dude, they're talking about history, and, and it, what the fuck do I think they're evil? They're quoting the Bible in fucking Number of the Beast, but that shit scared me, dude. But fucking, that fucking Mormon. A Mormon gave me fucking Iron Maiden to listen to. And then I, I lost track of him. He went on his mission. But <laughs> fucking great, great memory, though. That's I how just I got seen, I just seen a few Mormons the other day here in this town, here in Poland. <laughs> they were probably from Utah. I got I got lots weird. of Mormon friends. They're cool as fuck. So, oh, yeah. They, 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 they ain't as good. They ain't. They're not they, as uh, innocent they, as you think. That's what I'm trying to they, tell you. They believe in hell, not hell. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to get into religion here. I, I know exactly what they believe. In, but I, I have a lot of Mormon friends. A lot of Mormon friends. because They're good people. And they like to party. Believe me, a Mormon is not a stuck-up prude. <laughs> they're, they're good people. Nothing good, wrong with Good people. But they like to party. <laughs> and they, and it's, it, as long as they don't like Hagar, they're okay. In <laughs> no matter what they pray to. I so. tell you the story when I traded uh, my uh, Queensryche Empire for uh, Van Hagar Fuck album. No, I thought you bought it and then these chicks heard no. you play it on the radio. And oh, yeah. They well, they went and bought it. The store. No, but yeah. I'm saying I traded that. I trade. I, somebody stole that from me and I missed it. So I gave him my Queen's right to get his uh, Van Halen one. <laughs> well, you, I, you thought, I, I, 
I thought you said you found that Van Halen album in the dumpster behind In and Out Burger. Oh <laughs> you got the shit end of the stick on that tree. Dude, buddy. I was, well, Jerry's about the same age as me, but out here in California, mm. people love that fuck album. But oh, well, that's when well, California well. was good and ran by good. Again, leader. you know, California. <laughs> there you go, California. Yeah, exactly. Californication, more like it. Young kid of the United States. Oh, I agree. They do. They do produce great bands, but other than that, uh. not really. Everybody's leaving. <laughs> the clubs are uh, all what? closing. I yeah. saw that the other day. This is a good question. And somebody, put, I think it was Ron Van Over, posted England on the question. <laughs> but what state produced the best rock bands? California. I say California. Hmm. California, and New York, probably. Probably California. Eagles, I'm going to get with Ron. I'm going to get with Ron Van Over. I think England, but uh, eh, maybe California. Well, he said the state, state, not yeah. country. Oh, definitely England, probably. Definitely England on, on yeah. oh, can Canada. I, I like Canada. They're not a state, nah. but even <laughs> still, Canada. They have two bands, and then they have Brian Adams. It counter counteracts it. <laughs> hey, you see, Jerry Ron Van Over is cool. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh no. He oh did. yeah. He, oh yeah. 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 Okay. I remember Canada's right. Canada's got more than two bands. I'm just teasing. Oh, but they still have Brian Adams. Brian Adams rules. I fucking love Brian Adams, man. Dude, right. you, you see the videos of all my friends going to see Brian Adams right now, and they're fucking loving it. He's got like a holographic car going over the fucking audience during summer '69. He's putting on a fucking show. I thought that I thought it was like a, I thought that was a balloon or something. I, I don't think know it what it that. is, but it's fucking trip. I would get stuck. Anyway, holy holy shit, we're going way off topic. Oh yeah, well that's what we do. But uh, well, we're Iron Maiden into... would the killer guy would not like Brian Adams, okay. the guy on the cover. <laughs> Eddie wouldn't like him. <laughs> okay, but I no. have a, I have a, I have a new thing that I'm going to do because I think it's cool. Yeah. Uh, so let's start with you, Metal Ben. Who's the MVP? Of Iron Maiden all time, and who's the weakest link of Iron Maiden? The MVP of Iron Maiden? Hmm. That's easy. Oh man, so the MVP for me would be, um, I'm gonna say Adrian Smith. Well, obviously, the worst is um, either Janet Goes or Blaze Bailey. <laughs> Janet Goes. Oh, Janet Goes. You know what? I'm going to go Oh, man. I, I love Baden, but Janet Gears gives me the willies. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but what about you, uh, Jerry? MVP and weakest link. I mean, you got to. I think I'm going to say it's the same person. The MVP and the, the weakest link is Steve Harris. I mean, he did a lot of great things for the band. I mean, don't, it's his band, basically, still, but it always has been. But at the same time, he's actually, you know, limited the other guys in the band as far as our potential. Um, so I think he's probably the MVP and the, the weakest link at the same time. Okay, Charles. On the surface, I definitely want to... I'm going to say right now, just for this point, because I don't want to ruin my review, I'll agree with Jerry. But I really think there is a least more important member, more than Steve Harris, but I don't want to give that away right now. But I think Steve Harris 
Shout out Travis Parada. He says his favorite bass player. I can see why. Tremendous bass player. Finger Oh, solid. dude. Fantastic. Yeah. Come on. I mean, he's pushing Getty Lee, Mark. I think. Oh, really. I oh, he's a, he's really oh no. He's better. He's better bass player. No, than no, no, no. No, but oh, Steve absolutely. Harris gets stuck in that gallop a lot while Getty Lee changes it up. But I love that gallop. And, uh, all finger style too, dude. Dude, and, some of the uh, bass licks, some of the bass licks in this album are fucking incredible, dude. Please I still kind of like live. Fuck yeah. I like I like Cliff a little bit better still, but Steve's up there. So yeah, Charles. Yeah, me. I I have the finger style players better myself. Yeah. Fuck yeah, it's massively yeah. impressive what he does with just his fingers. Yeah. So, I'm just saying. but yeah, I'll say he's the least right now. But in the review, I'll point out the real least. Go ahead. Uh, well, I'm gonna go with Steve Harris as the MVP, and uh, I, I'm gonna go errors. I'm gonna go freaking uh, the first era. I think fucking uh, the Dennis Stratton <laughs> was the weakest link. And well, poor Dennis didn't have no fucking. He didn't have a chance, dude. And then I go <laughs> for uh, the weakest in the next era, the Bruce era, would be fucking uh, Yannick Gears. <laughs> Dude, that dude is useless. I see him in concert. Actually, not the two two albums that he played on. Though Adrian left, his playing wasn't that but, bad. But dude. but when he plays, oh. he doesn't play on any of the songs he didn't play on on the studio. He just does moves and throws his guitar around and hits people in the head. Uh, <laughs> and when it's his stuff, he's sitting there playing. But when it's stuff that he didn't play on, he lets the other two do their shit and just act. He just does guitar poses. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I guess it was cool that they didn't kick him out and Adrian wanted to come back. I guess that's kind of cool, I guess. But, uh, yeah, I hear you. I hear what you're saying. God, a lot I of twirling. Dude, you remember it twirled off and hit a fan in the head? He's done that a couple times, man. Oh, God. Dang. And then the guy's like, oh, Yannick hit me with his guitar. I'm never going to wash his face again. I don't know. Because <laughs> there are mating tards out there that would probably love the getting hit with the guitar. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I can't believe the, I can't believe the fans didn't run off with it. They they gave it right back to him. I, I, yeah. I, I, might, I might try to make a mad dash to the door. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> with the Yannick Gears guitar, I would say here, hey. take this. It's useless. <laughs> hey, why not, man? But it's on eBay for it's a good probably amount, never man. been played. As useless as a Ron Keel album that's been autographed. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Well, let's let's get into this record, man. We start with the Ides of March instrumental. Uh, so start with you, Jerry. Ah, oh, fucking love it, man! What a great start to this album, dude. I love those galloping drums, dude. Fucking the guitar soloing in this is fucking amazing. Great ass fucking drum fills by Clive. What a way to start out, man! Four out of five horns on this opener. And then I get, I'll go next. Uh, loving the drums to start the song, plus the beginning of the classic lineup with Smith joining the band. It will be complete the next album when Bruce joins, but that's just my opinion. And if I can, it's an intro to Ralph Child, but it fucking rules yeah. in those leads and showing yeah. off Smith, man, and his, as his first run with fucking Iron Man fucking rules. Yeah. And then we get to you, Metal Ben. All right, well, this is an excellent intro to an album. I mean, it's just got a great build. You know, you get this... You got this harmony guitars, the marching drum sound, you know. Heck yeah, it's a great way to build into Rap Child. And notably, too, this intro was actually used on a Samson album. It's originally um, titled 
Thunderbird. Thunderburst, that's what it's originally called. It was originally used on the album Head On by Samson, too. Right. So that's pretty much where it got its start. You know, it's, I definitely prefer this version better. I mean, because it, it's much, well, for one, it's much faster, too, I guess. But yeah, this is an excellent intro, too. Yeah, I've never, I've never heard that version of it, but I know they did it, something called a. There's a compilation called Metal for something or another that this that the next song was on. That people say that the version okay. of the next the next song is actually better on that album. But we'll when that we'll get to that. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm jumping ahead of the gun here. We'll talk about that when uh, <laughs> yeah, okay. it comes up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, either works. Still kick ass. Yeah. So yeah, I'd give it. Probably a 4.5 out of 5. Yeah. And then we get to the last but not least, Charles. What do you think about it? The star. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> hides a mark. Hey, kids, check this out, man. This is a way dope instrumental to open the record. Totally epic. And it sounds exactly like troops getting ready for fucking battle, man. Fucking I really, I really oh, dig... Yeah the synchronization of the rhythm guitar bass and drums absolutely epic this is how you do an instrumental to open an album and typically i'm not really into these little segue things but maiden does them right in my opinion so um we get to the next track uh let's see anybody pick this one nope Rathchild. so what do you wow think, what do you think about it uh metal ben Oh man, well, this track's basically short to the point, you know. Just kicks your ass. <laughs> I mean, there's not much more to say about it, you know. I really like Paul Gannett's vocal delivery on this track, you know, especially when he goes into that high octave range, you know. Yeah. Yeah, this track just kicks your ass, though. It's just a good way to... As far as the first proper song on the album, I think it's a good way to begin this album. You know, it's under three minutes long, but man, it's still so damn good. Yep. So to me, Rap Child would get, I'm going to say another four, probably a 4.5 out of 5 too. Alright, then I'll go next. The bass line is so fucking good, bouncy, and, and not the made in March yet, but Paul is fucking really good on this song. He isn't my favorite, but he works... The song so fucking groovy, makes you bounce. It makes you bounce like Tigger if you're fucking driving a car. You're like in the car listening to the song, and you're just bouncing in your fucking seat. Like go woohoo! It's fucking a great fucking track, man. I fucking love it. And then we get to you, Jerry. Man, uh, that fucking classic bass riff opening, dude. Man, this is where Steve Harris proved he's not fucking around, dude. He's awesome. It's been a staple for them on the tour on their tours for years. Paul, underrated as fuck vocalist, man. His range is definitely underrated. I think his range is probably more than Bruce's, in my opinion, dude. Some of the, some of the notes up, some of the notes that Paul reached, I don't know, man. But fucking a lot of those impressive. high notes were out of key, though, man. Well, well whatever. Anyway, <laughs> Dave, Dave and Adrian proven why they're my fucking best heavy metal guitar duo, man. Fucking incredible. This is made in that they're fucking hungriest and their best, in my opinion, dude. Five out of five for this jammer, man. All right, and we get to the 
so-called star, Charles. What do you think? What do you mean the so-called star? <laughs> don't, don't start changing my nickname. All right, uh, all right, Charlie. Thank you. We got Steve Harris, man. God damn, that's a bad boy right there, dude. Paul Deanna ripping on the track. See, it's this song. This song is a good example of why I'm a fan of his and not old opera man. The real least valuable member of the group, Bruce Bruce. He's got a grit to his voice, and it rules to me, man. Absolute metal mayhem here. Man, this is what I'm talking about. I'm going to give it 72 Liam Gallagher's. There you go. Two Liam Gallagher's. <laughs> oh, my God. So that's not as high as Noel. No. Okay. So we we got to people need. It's to know still awesome. It's still awesome. Well, so I, it's I a don't second, do it all the sec, time. It's a secondary one. This is fucking twenty-two uh, United States of America. So oh. I don't know. Whatever's awesome <laughs> that you don't like that I like. I don't know. Fair. No, point. you like the song, but dude, Deano smokes Dickinson, man. Oh fuck no! Killing you. Fuck yes. no! No. You're out of your fucking no, mind, I'm not, man. man. I'm telling you. They made the right choice, man. No, they didn't. Yes, they did. Could you see Deano sing fucking Number of the Beast? Fuck no. Actually, actually I can see Paul Deano doing Number of the Beast. <laughs> no, album. it's like him. Dickinson yeah. does a lot. That of album, no. Dickinson, that album, I can, I can. That album, I can hear Paul Deano singing the lead. Dix, all those Dickinson songs. can't do a lot of Deano songs, and I don't think Deano could do any of Dickinson songs. That's but yet, they always do Rathschild. Well, because he does yeah, a good yeah. version of that. It's not bad. Rathschild, Rathschild, Phantom Iron of the Maiden, Opera, Iron Maiden, Sanctuary, yeah. they do every now and then. Uh, fucking, what else do they do? Uh, uh, Running Free, they do that all the time. Ghost Phantom of the Opera is better than Bruce. Obviously, Iron Maiden, the title track. Yeah. 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 Damn it. Bruce <laughs> Dickinson. Okay, man. So nobody picks any tracks off this album to the next side. As a side two. That's weird. <laughs> Isn't it? If, yeah. I would have picked something else. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I, I thought this next song would definitely one of you guys yeah. would pick. Oh, uh, well. uh, man. Then we get to the Another Life. Wait, no. Murders in no. the Room Org. Yeah. And nobody <laughs> yeah. picked this one. I almost picked it, but I changed my thing after I heard the album again. Uh, so let's start with you, Metal Ben, on. Murders in the Room Org. Alright, well, this track has a little bit of a melodic intro to it, built into a little, built into a little um, harmonic guitar part. I think it's fairly fast, kind of punky sounding, you know, for Maiden. <laughs> That's what I like about these early Maiden albums, the punky energy of them. You know, something you would never really hear again after, you know, Paul Viano left, going into Number of the Beast. So, I really enjoy this track, though. I like the vocal delivery. Like I said, I like the punky energy of it. There's some excellent solos on this track. I mean, and of course, you got Steve Harris's bass playing shines. To me, I think this track's a 5 out of 5. I really enjoy this track. I think it's yeah. an excellent deep cut on this album. Yeah, man, I'll go next. Uh, starts off eerie with that bass. Harris is plunking. Really cool begins to remind. I don't know why this song reminded me like of an early sticks like uh intro. Uh, it sounded like sticks because uh, maybe this is when they maybe they listened to sticks back then. I don't know, it could have been because this album was before uh sticks had albums before Iron Maiden, so maybe they because sticks was really progressive. 
Uh, then it kicks into gear with that killer drum roll by Burr. Classic song, and it, it fucking rules, man. It, it just like sometimes I think they need to slow it down a little bit, but this song fucking is perfect, though. What do you think about it, Jerry? Ah, uh, fucking, they got this cool, slow intro with this fucking sweet Steve Harris bass line going along with it, dude. Fucking incredible fucking sounding. Um, and then fucking Clive's drums come in, you know, and then that fucking tremolo, wow. Then it starts fucking rocking. Um, it's rare that a song has catchier verses in the chorus. This song, actually, the verses are very catchy, you know, more catchier than the chorus, man. Um, Otherwise, this is a fucking great tune. A total fucking headbanger, dude. I love the song. Um, I wish they would bring... This is one of the songs I wish they would bring back. I did see Bruce sing this a few times with him in the early days. He didn't sound that bad, but I would love for them to bring this song back. Five out of five, man. Fucking jammer. So what made song has the catchiest chorus of all time? Catchiest chorus? Run to the Hills. Yeah, yeah. That or sure. Fear of the Dark. <laughs> Yeah, so then we get to you, uh, Charles. Who's next? Metal Ben. Metal Ben. Me? No, Metal Charles. Ben. Oh, ben, ben. yeah. It's you, Charles. Yeah. Oh, wait, wait. Um, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah it is. <laughs> um, this is based off an Edgar Allan Poe story, actually. And, uh, man, Deanna rules so hard on this one, dude. It sucks his demons got the best of him, man. I'd probably stayed on board a lot longer with this band. This is way more my style. The track is blistering. Five Burr on them drums and Harris, man. They're just so locked in together. And those yeah. guitars ain't nothing to sneeze at either. But so far, we're three for three on this album. Kicks much ass. I'm going to give it five John Lennons. Oh, yeah. yeah that's, a, that's a high mark if you know him. But he he knows nothing about the Beatles. Um, no. Nothing. <laughs> nothing. Okay, five, da five Davy Jones. <laughs> I think the monkey, so that kind of falls in line with Lennon. Yeah. But, but let's get to the next track, Another Life. Let's start with you, uh, Jerry. Another Life, man. This is a very underrated, good fucking track, dude, man. Uh, it's got it's fucking very catchy. Paul's voice fucking blends perfectly with the fucking guitars, in my opinion, on this one. Uh, I love that fast change in the middle, dude. Fucking total gamer. Uh, again, Dave and Adrian, dual leads, man. Fucking the best combo in metal. Another five out of five, in my opinion. Dude, I love this fucking song. All right, Metal Ben. All right, well, yeah, this track is very underrated. Easily one of my favorites on this album, too. I'm not even sure if they've actually ever played this one live, you know. Maybe back then they did, but after that, I'm not sure. But anyways, this track kicks ass. I mean, again, this one has like a, it has like a punky energy, too, too. Yeah, like Jerry said, that freaking midsection in this track kicks ass. Kind of yeah. similar to Prowler. Kind of similar to Prowler on the first album, how it gets fast in the middle. Just oh, yeah. Definitely a predecessor to what would come in thrash metal, you know. When sure. To that. But man, yeah, this track's very underrated. Yeah, man, just another 5 out of 5 track in my opinion. Awesome. I'll get to it now. Uh, Clyde Bur Burr rules. You know, like, you, you, what's that thing where they go, Raymond Burr, it's a Clyde Burr. <laughs> you know, uh, this rules, man. This this is fucking kicking in the gear. Paul, Paul is great on this. I do like Bruce. 
uh, a little bit better. But Ooh. fuck, this song is fucking awesome. The, the solos are amazing. The guitars, it's fucking a fast punk rock song, man. Uh, that's probably why I don't like earlier Maiden because I'm not a huge punk rock fan like Charles is. So I like more of the progressive Maiden. So that kind of makes sense. But this album is no slouch. So uh, Star, what do you think about it? Man, I love the Tom Tom work at the uh, start of the song. It's cool as shit. Uh, I got to give it to Steve Harris, man. This dude earned his spot as one of the best metal basses. Maybe the best. Because it's a Marvel list to on this track. We'll touch on this a few more times, folks. Uh, I really enjoy the twists and turns in this one. Uh, and I love the structure of the song, man. Maiden's getting it. Five knolls. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, we got the knoll. <laughs> Damn! And then we go to uh, an instrumental, Genghis Khan. We'll start with you, uh, Metal Ben. Oh, man, this instrumental freaking rules. And now this right here, man, definitely a predecessor to what you would hear when it comes to tremolo picking in extreme metal. In that midsection where it gets like super fast and quad burst going nuts on the drums. Oh my god, it's instrumental, man. I think it's very underrated, too. Again, it's another one I'm not sure if they've ever played live. You know, but holy cow, kicks ass. I thought they played it live the last tour to give Bruce a break. I don't they might have. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking weird. If you listen to that one Papa Roach dog, they stole the guitar ripped from Genghis Khan in that song. Uh, what the fuck is that? Cut my life into pieces. You know and, 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 and they stole, Yeah, they stole that fucking guitar. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah. I yeah, thought I'd Genghis never hear Khan Papa Roach on this epi on a episode of Free War. <laughs> Coming soon yeah, on Freeform Rock Podcast. <laughs> yeah, it sucks they stole a cool rip, but no, uh, kick ass instrumental, man. What more can be said? I think this is another five out of five. Yep. Uh, Charles. Oh, wait, my turn. Yeah. It's my turn because uh, you go last. So I, okay. I hear the Maiden March here. Great instrumental, but. Fuck, man, this thing is fucking amazing, the solos. It reminds me of something like the sound has a little bit of somewhere in time in it, like that dual lead sound. I think they would use it later on Somewhere in Time. They brought it back. <laughs> fucking, I love it. Fucking killer instrumental, man. What do you think about it, Star? He goes last, didn't he? Yeah, Jerry didn't go. Oh, Jerry. But I can go. So it's fine, I can go. My oh. bad. Jerry, go ahead. Who's, all right. <laughs> um, hey <-o. laughs> All I got to say about this instrumental is Clive Burr, Clive Burr, Clive fucking Burr. Burr. What a fucking great fucking drummer he was. I mean, I never give an instrumental, you know, a perfect score because it's an instrumental, but uh, I love the riffs in it. Oh, did I mention Clive Burr, man? What a fucking great drummer that guy is. Um, you hear a lot of what, you know, Ben mentioned this. You hear a lot of, you know, Future Maiden albums on this song the, what they're what the way they go in the, in the direction of their so sound somewhere in time in there like the i i hear i hear i hear a lot of it absolutely yeah. and uh uh like i said another fucking great instrumental man i love it a lot of people hate that album i'm not going to say what i feel about it. we haven't reviewed it yet but uh <laughs> then we get to the star well hell man this is probably better than the ides of march to me and that's really badass is i'm usually not too mad about instrumentals but uh these so far are something else man uh 
Longer one, the opener, too, at three minutes, two seconds. Uh, it's got an absolute epic feel to it. The guitar riff is absolutely great. Hell yeah, man. Awesome track. Five McCartney's. All right. Well, that's a high one, too. Then we get to you uh, to end uh, side one. Jerry, in Innocent Exile. Jerry? Get back to me. All right, get back. <laughs> so we'll go to you, Metal Ben. Innocent Exile. What do you have the rated track? Apparently, this song was written back in 1975, too. Like one of the earliest Iron Maiden tracks written. Wow, that bass intro absolutely kills, man. Now, this one definitely has more of a 70s hard rock, heavy metal type of sound to it, I think. You can definitely hear it. You can definitely tell it's probably written in that era, too. But man, this song's another underrated Maiden song. I, man, I think Paul Diano does a really good vocal performance on this track. I mean, and the drumming by Claude Burr is absolutely excellent, too. Again, it's another solid track, in my opinion. I mean, this one might step down to maybe a 4.5 to me, but it's still a killer track. All right, Jerry, Innocent Exile. Yeah, I'm, I'm ready. All right. Um, <laughs> Thank you. It's got a really cool bass sound to it, but this song, if I had to give a filler song on this album, it would be this one. I think they were taking a break on this one. I don't know. Just passing time, I guess. I don't know. Um, it doesn't have great guitars as usual, but uh, eh, I could do without this song, man. I'm only going to give this one a two out of five, man. Ooh. And then uh, my thing is killer bass line to start off the song. I can I like it. It's got kind of boogie with it, and fucking I think Smith rules on this song. It's a and Clyde Burr, Clyde Burr rules, man. And we get to you, Star. The bass riff has to be challenging to play. Um, man, what a talent! Uh, in listening to Paul sing on this, it dawned on me what it is about him. I prefer to Bruce Bruce. Uh, he's got balls to his voice. That's probably what I I like. I enjoy this song. Uh, Harris and Diano are the highlights, as well as Birch's drumming. But this is the closest thing to a filler I've heard so far on side one. But it's still better than most. Uh, it's a good one, but slight filler. So I'm going to give it, uh, let's say, three Damon Alburns. Uh, do I dare <laughs> to correct the star? You said Birch's drumming? Yeah. He's the Who drummed it? Oh, he did? Oh, my bad. <laughs> Whatever his name is. Burr. Burr. <laughs> Burr. Birch, Burr. Burr. <laughs> bees going on. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, no, I think Birch drummed on it. He was awesome. <laughs> he, he, took, he did a Bob Rock. <laughs> you didn't know that. I found that out today. Oh. I just think it was it was a good track, but it's filler. But Yeah, whatever. I agree. Yeah, man. So then we get to the next. Uh, we flip this over, and now people are picking tracks. And Charles started with the title track, Killers. So here's Killers on the Freeform Rock Podcast.
Okay, Charles, you picked killers. Man, burrs. Symbol work. Uh, in the beginning, it's so fucking great. And again, Steve Harris, man. Damn. Finger style player, like I said earlier. Man, what a talent. The bass gallops kills. Uh, the guitar's on fire. Paul sounds great on it. Song is just metal perfection to me. Not for the Firehouse fans. You need not to apply <laughs> to listen to this one. I also, like it, and you, I'm a Firehouse fan. Also, so. also, you pesky poison fans, Brian Bellows. All right. Stay away from this song. But for the rest of us, enjoy it. I'm going to give it uh, five George Harrisons. Oh, shit. Dude, yeah. I, I'm like in the Brian Bellows group, and I fucking love it so far. But uh, Bruce mm. is the superior singer to me. But, uh... Then we get to uh, you, Jerry Killers. Oh, fucking shit. Here we go, man. This song fucking rips, dude. One of the most recognizable bass lines in fucking metal history, man. You got fucking Paul with this. Oh, yeah. I can't. I won't even attempt to do that, but fuck, man. What? It's <laughs> incredible, man. Uh, that intro with those intertwined fucking tasteful guitar riffs are just amazing. And then you get to that harmonic fucking verse riff, dude. That where it goes downwards. Fucking great sound to do. It's mind blowing, in my opinion, that sound, dude. Uh, you got a little vocal harmony in the middle there for the first time on this album. Um, uh, this is like a total fucking band effort, dude. All five of these guys prove that they're fucking awesome, dude. Metal classic, off the fucking chart. 10 out of 5, man. 10 out of 5. 10 out of fucking 5, dude, if there's what, such a thing. What the fuck is 10 out of 5? <laughs> the math does not compute, man. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> you mean 5 out of 5 or 10 out of 5? 10, 10 out of 5, five dude. 5 out of 5. There you go. It's the new math. It's the new freeform math, dude. <laughs> freeform math. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then I'll get, I'll get to it, man. Harrison Burr are the stars of this album, man. Uh, man, I, I think the yeah, the oh yeahs are fucking cheesy as fuck, man. But I do oh, like kiss this. my ass, the fucking oh yeahs <laughs> rule. Fucking, they're out of tune. Yeah, oh yeah, uh, oh yeah. I don't like it. Geez. That's that's why Bruce is better. He could hit those high notes. <laughs> this is fucking horrible. But the song is fucking great. It's fucking the the vocals are more punk than rock. It's still a great song, and uh, I like it. And then we get to you, uh, Metal Ben. Oh man, this track. Now this is fucking heavy metal perfection right here, man. Galloping kick-ass fucking Paul muted riffs. Um, definitely what you would hear a lot of going into thrash metal a couple years later. Oh my god, dude. Yeah, fucking Deano's vocals on here absolutely kill. Absolutely kill, in my opinion. Yeah, you get some great harmony guitar leads, quad burst fucking cymbal like drumming. Just killer. <laughs> it's a killer fucking track. It, it's in the title. I mean, the answer to the question is in the title. It's fucking killer. Right, exactly. <laughs> That's what, yeah, Bruce, Bruce, Bruce sings totally it better. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> no, I said, Bruce, uh, oh, Yazzer, cheesy. I don't think I've ever actually heard Bruce sing this one. No, he hasn't. I don't think they oh, have. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's I like, think they've, they've, they've only done like one or two songs off this album, typically, right? Yeah, I think Five. they do, do Prodigal In my Sunlight. research. No, they've yeah. never done Prodigal right. Sun Live. They've I never done they that have. song I live. Just looked nope. 
Oh, they've purgatory. done Wrathchild. Purgatory. Sure. Wrathchild. Purgatory. Yeah. Yeah. One of the P's. They do Wrathchild. <laughs> Wrathchild. Sure, uh, but... Yeah. I think that's the only one yeah. on the no, they consistently do. Sounds absolutely awesome. I'm giving it a 500 out of five. There we go. Right there, you go. He knows the math. And we're on the North American edition, right? With Twilight Zone next. No, I didn't do Twilight Zone, but I know the song. I can review it real quick. Yeah, I did 11. So start with you, Jerry. Fucking great fucking song, dude. I mean, um, uh, that's not the best on the album. I can see why it was left off. The American bird. Oh, I, I don't know why it was left off. What the fuck am I talking about? But it's still a good fucking tune, dude. Is it one of the better ones off the album? Well, no, I just said it was a fucking great tune. What's wrong with me? That's the one I hate when I have to fucking make shit up on the fly. Uh, it's a good fucking song. Four out of five. <laughs> So what do you think about it, Metal Ben? Okay, well, this is another sort track, which, you know, when it comes to weight, you're not really used to some tracks under three minutes long. Like, to me, this track, I think it's really good. Okay, I can see it maybe being a filler on here, but it's still not a bad track. I mean, it's got a cold vocal delivery by the end of it. It's got a pretty cool harmony lead that's not very complicated in it, too. This one, I'm going to give a four out of five. All right, and I'll go. Um, I think if they would have slowed it down a little bit, I think Bruce probably would have did a better job on this. Ah, uh, fuck. But I like it. It's cool. It's a filler track for me. But it's fucking cool. I think I don't I don't think Bruce ever did this song. That'd be cool to hear what he could do. No, they didn't. But uh <laughs> Charles, what do you think about it? Well, I can this was a single actually. And uh yeah. I asked this is the folks at home. I asked Mark earlier, are we doing the US or the UK? No answer. By the way. <laughs> oh, you can God. preach to me. Preach to me about fucking LA guns, but you can't tell me if we're doing the US or UK. <laughs> but I had it together. I only know the U.S. version, so every time you're going to ask me, it's going to be U.S. So, there you so go. we're ready to go here. Well, the U.K. is only, they just didn't have this track. That's it. And it's the only difference. Uh, it was a single, and uh, it has a bit more of an accessible feel than a lot of the tracks on the record. And uh, I, I mean, I hear some sounds that inspired Metallica a little bit down the, down the road with some of the riffage. Uh Definitely a good track, but for a single, it seems to be a tad bit filler. It's right. good, but I think there's better ones on the record. Yeah. Hey, we agreed. I said it's kind of filler, but it was good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so then we go to the next track, Prodigal Son, which Jerry picked. So here's Prodigal Son on the Freeform Rock Podcast.
Okay, Jerry, prodigal son, brother. Unpopular opinion coming up. Are you ready for it? Here it comes. <laughs> My all-time favorite Iron Maiden song. Ooh. I love the acoustic planning. I love that two-and-a-half-minute intro with fucking the great Steve Harris ripping the fucking bass on it, dude. Fucking shredding, dude. Shredding bass players. There's such a thing? Whether well, there is, it's Steve Harris, man. Get you know, Paul can, sing the, Paul can sing the slow stuff, too, man. Um, Close oh, baby, too. And, of course, they, you know, the subject matter of the song is up to debate. I know Lamia is, like, uh, I believe she was, like, a uh, mythological goddess that ate children or some shit like that. And people kind of, you know, the church people kind of had a problem with that song, if I remember. Uh, but, man, I love this song, dude. I always, you know, love a band that can fucking slow it down a little bit and still sound badass. This song proves it, man. Five out of five, dude. Fucking evil as fuck, and I love it. Yeah, I'll go next. Uh... Evil, I'm sorry, Evil and Tinder at the same fucking time. Love it. I'm just How gonna... many ratings? What's your rating? Gary. Oh, five, uh, five, five, what was Ben's? 500 out of five? Yeah. I'm going with 1,000 out of five, dude. This fucking song is go. just okay. ultimate. And fucking then somebody's going to get it to infinity. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Um, I'll, I'm going to say this, man. I, I always say Bruce sings songs better. Uh... So, hey, let me finish. I went and listened to Bruce doing a version of this song, like three different live versions. And I have to say, this is a Paul song. Bruce cannot do this song live. It sucked. Uh, this is a great fucking song. And uh, this is one song Bruce cannot do better. So then we get to you, Metal Ben. All right, well, yeah, this would be like the ballad of the album, I guess. But it's a very cool ballad. Yeah, I can hear a lot of Pink Floyd vibes in this, especially in the guitar solos in the middle. That sounds very David Gilbert-ish. Yeah. Freaking excellent stuff, man. And I like Paul's vocal delivery on this, too. I can, yeah, I cannot really picture Bruce singing this. It's horrible. It's a fucking fun <laughs> song to play. It's a fun song to play on guitar, too. But I'm it saying is. when Bruce does it, it's not that good. <clears throat> I'm not I don't think I've ever heard the Bruce version of this. There's plenty of live versions yeah. on, on YouTube. I heard they've never done this song live, so I have to look at that. No, they have. Right. So, yeah, this is a very good track. I mean, I really enjoy it. Like, when I'm listening to Killers, I don't skip it. And like I said, I really, really love that guitar solo in the middle. I'm pretty sure it's both Adrian and Dave Murray trading yeah. back. Just a, yeah, just about all their songs on this album, they trade back and forth on a lot of them. Oh man, yeah, definitely. Like I said, it definitely has that melodic voice vibe to it, and also kind of a melodic style going into the more melodic thrash metal sound, like what Metallica would do on Fade to Black, or a band like Testament would do going into the future. So definitely, kind of has that vibe to it. I think this song's easily a five out of five. It's a very underrated track by me. What about you, Charles? Well, it's a ballady type of song, like Irwin said, and uh, I think it came at the right point in the album. Uh, once again, Harris freaking nature as usual. Really cool guitars. Uh, it's a good mix of soft and hard on this one. The guitar solo is fantastic on this. Uh, 
definitely a type of song I could see non-metal fans could get into. But then again, it's got enough substance to it to keep metal fans interested as well. I really enjoyed this one. I think it might be the best track on the album. So it gets 25 Beatles and Oasis. Yeah. I was kind of worried. I was kind of worried about this song with you guys. I was, but I'm glad to hear that. And then we get to the uh, the next song, which uh, see Metal Ben picked "Purgatory" on the Freeform Rock Podcast. Sorry for interrupting the podcast. 
I just want to take a second to thank all of you for listening. Please take a second to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and follow us on Podbean. And join the Freeform Rock Podcast community on Facebook. Now, back to the show. All right, Metal Ben, you pick Purgatory, man. <laughs> all right. So, yes, man, my reason for picking this, being a huge thrash metal fan, obviously, <laughs> this song to me is definitely, a, it definitely has that proto-thrash metal sound to it, you know? It's fast, it's got some pretty aggressive riffs, the vocal delivery by Paul Diano is very pre-thrash metal, like, when it comes to, like, a vocal delivery. Excellent stuff. Just so, you know, it's just to the point, you know, it's fast, aggressive, and I believe it was a single, too, at the time. Yep. Which, yeah, cover what's really cool on the single version, too. Yeah, man, this track just rips. To me, it's a fucking 5,000 out of 5. <laughs> it kicks that much ass. <laughs> We're gonna have to we're gonna make our freeform math textbook, man, and figure out how this all works. Uh, out. Dude, that would be like ebonics. Don't even do that. Look <laughs> <laughs> like stupid than ebonics. Uh, no offense to people who like ebonics, but uh, <laughs> and then I'll, I'll uh, Jerry, your turn. Oh, uh, but I go back to the rocking and rolling. Ben, you nailed it, dude. This is a fucking thrash. Uh, if you play it in a tree of thrash, this is definitely in the part of the roots, in my opinion. Great fucking uh, guitar playing again. I know it says that a lot of songs, but man, Adrian and Dave proven why they've been fucking the best metal guitar duo for 40 plus years. Um, fucking uh, is a really good tune. Paul Shell and his range. It's a shame what could have been with Paul Diano. It really is because he had an amazing voice. Fucking great tune, dude. Five out of five. Dang, and then when I get to me, uh, the song is fucking really good, man. Paul's fucking really singing well. I I like I like these albums, but they're the end of my uh well, Blaze albums are always last, but uh he's the thing. Uh, I like anything Bruce has done with the band better. Anything Paul's done, even fucking Dance of Death. Uh so uh it's a great fucking You song. like you like you like Dance of Death better than this album? Yes. Holy shit, dude. Fucking that what? drum count off in the beginning of the first song? Fuck yeah. Love that album, but um, Paul's voice gets on my nerves sometimes. It's like I'm not a punk rock guy. The only punk rock I really like is fucking uh, like Bad Religion or fucking um, Suicidal Tendencies. Don't say them. Don't say them. No. <laughs> but uh, Star, what do you think of this song? Suicidal Tendencies, a thrash band. My opinion. Fuck <laughs> oh, off. Uh, Better musicians. We're that ain't the point of punk there buddy uh we're back with a vengeance on this track man blistering guitar harris again just doing what he does man like it's easy piano sounded great um this is like a complex punk song to my ears a hallmark of the earlier maiden which i prefer another great one here and uh folks at home if you're listening if you don't know this one check it out you already heard it on our episode so, but check it out again, because I guarantee you'll like it. Fuck it, it's 22 million English musicians. I don't know at this point. <laughs> at this point, I don't know. 
All right. You have a rating for it? You, rating I just said 22 million English musicians. Oh, I didn't understand that one. Yeah. <laughs> 20, 22, 22 million lads. Yeah. This, yeah. This, this book would jump all over the place. They go, what are these guys, ADD? I don't know if I can know. Mm -hmm. uh, so then we get to the last song, Drifter, which I picked. So here's Drifter on the Freeform Rock Podcast. <laughs>
Yeah, I picked Drifter because you motherfuckers picked all the great fucking songs, but I was stuck with this one, which isn't too bad. It's fucking a great fucking song. I think this song would fit well on Number of the Beast. Uh, although I, I am a huge fucking uh, Bruce Dickinson fan, I could see Maiden going in a direction of Number of the Beast, the next album on this song. I think it's a great preview to what you will get with the almighty Bruce Dickinson. All right. <laughs> so what do you think about it, Jerry? Oh, dude, man. Uh, if I was stuck with this song, I would fucking love it. <laughs> excuse excuse me if you're stuck with this song, Mark. It was a joke. <laughs> no, you're right, a dude. joke. You guys picked I know. I, I, pick, it, I pick last. Let me tell you guys. They pick Rock last. and roll. I love this fucking song, dude. What a great way to end an album. You hear every aspect of the Killers album on this song. Great fucking... Great record, great ending to an album. Thank you, Stephen Percy Harris, for this fucking masterpiece of an album, dude. This song is a five out of five. This album is off the charts as far as I can rate it. So we'll just leave it at that. All right, uh, Metal Ben. All right, this track fucking great. This is another one of tracks, too, that's been around before the first album came out. Oh, man, you can hear a lot of what would become negative in this track. It's part of, like, early Megadeth goes with the beginning of the track. It's got kind of that rhythmic feel to it. Yeah. Holy shit, man. The fucking bass playing on this is fucking excellent, too. On Steve Harris. Or, yeah, Steve Harris. Steve Harris, excuse me there. Drink another one. No, uh, this song's absolutely killer. Clyde Bird goes nuts on the drums and, like, I think it's the midsection of this track. He's going, like, crazy on the drums. Something you wouldn't really hear Nico McBrain do. No. This is an excellent track. I really enjoy it. Definitely an excellent deep cut. I don't think they played this since around the time of Paul Viano. It's a five out of five. I think it's a great way to end this freaking album. Yeah, absolutely. So the star gets to end the album. Oh boy, the way it should be. Uh, song. <laughs> The song's got a bit of a blue shuffle going on here, which is uh, cool as fuck. And at this point in the record, it feel uh, it feels like was it just really feels like there wasn't anything this band couldn't do. Uh, the guitar solo section is just rather dreamlike, and Harris is incredible in this section of the song. Love it! What an incredible album! A great step forward from the debut. Yeah. Yeah. So that was our review of Iron Maiden uh, Killers. Jerry, it's your pick, man. Jerry. And? Yeah. And? Just say, come on, Jerry, talk about it. Oh. I mean, this is an album. (laughs) Okay, this is an album that fucking everybody who likes metal or rock and roll should have in their collection somewhere, whether it's streaming, 8-track, fucking reel-to-reel, whatever the fuck you should own this album, dude. Um, Like I said, thank you, Steve Harris, for this fucking masterpiece, dude. Um, Like I said, this is just, you know, people think this is their favorite album. I think think Number of the Beast is a tad bit better, but this is definitely a close number two, in my opinion, dude. And I did make my one mistake of the show, like I always do. Thank you, Charles, for correcting me on the Martin Birch thing. So, uh, no, I fucked up on him drumming. Yeah, he did. No, I I, I fucked up at least once or twice a show, so it's cool. I fuck up every show, so go ahead. I mean, I mean, that no, I fucked up on every show. There you go. 
But anyway, dude, what a fucking great record this is, dude, man. Thank you guys for doing this with me, man. Yeah, man. So, uh, Metal Ben, final thoughts on this album? It's a classic, you know. I mean, this is one of the Maiden albums that kind of came into later. I didn't hear this in 96, and I bought it for a fucking uh, flea market. First day I put it on, I was just fucking blown away. I could hear, like, the roots of thrash metal on this record. So, yeah, it's one that made. Yeah, to me, it's better than what would come. It's my second favorite Iron Maiden album. To me, if I were to score it all, it still gets like a five out of five. It's just such a classic album. Yeah. And to me, Maiden, to me, Maiden would never have that energy again after this album. Uh, yes, yeah, so it's definitely Maiden at their hungriest, man, dude. It really is. Yeah, but uh, Number of the Beast, man, come on. <laughs> Peace of mind, power slave. They would no. not have been the juggernaut they are with fucking Bruce. They wouldn't have went to the next level. Yeah, they wouldn't have been with Bruce. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Bruce, Bruce took even even uh, Paul said I couldn't have took him to that level with the level of songwriting that Bruce brought to them. Awesome. Where did you see that? I've seen him say that. He said, uh, yeah, they had to fire me. I was a drunk and on cocaine. He said, I wasn't fucking. Yeah, he, yeah, he did admit that. Yeah, yeah he did. Yeah. Bruce was a, a great replacement. He said that. Well, plus, and they, and they, plus, I think they still hang out. Medical bills. Plus, they're still hang medical out. bills, too. Yeah. He's got to yeah. stay good with them. Yeah, yeah. man. But uh, Nah, Deano crushes Dickinson. Nah, but I, give, I, I do give this album 11 out of 11 bong rips. Uh, fucking perfect cool. score. Uh, it's a great fucking wow. album. Yeah, I can't wait to do the first one. <laughs> and then we get into some more Ooh. Dickinson, like somewhere in time. <laughs> uh. Hey, speaking of somewhere in time, I am glad they're bringing Alexander the Great back on their set list. I fucking oh, love that fuck song. Yeah. Dude. That fucking album is awesome, man. Well, can I say what I think? Or Go no? ahead. Uh. <laughs> Fantastic album. I still kind of lean towards the debut because I enjoyed that murky production. And it was slightly punkier. And that, nah, you like Bruce. That's cool, Mark. I bust your balls. Whatever. You like that opera singing. Yep. And that's cool. That's your thing. Yeah. But I I like the rawness of Deano. And uh, I still rate Maiden Under Judas Priest, but. Maiden is obviously a very important band in metal, so no doubt. But I do like great it. album. I'm not going to give it 11 whatever you gave it because Bob there was two filler tracks on it. Uh, so I'll give it nine Ringos. Nine Ringos. Nine <laughs> album. Uh, well, yeah. At least yeah, I love Ringo too. Beetle. Yeah, I love Ringo. Too, yeah, because so. uh, George Harrison is your is your worst Beatle. <laughs> and that's 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 nothing to sneeze at. Yeah, it ain't like saying, oh, he sucks. You like Ringo better than George? Come on, Charles. <laughs> yeah, I do. I think he's cool. <laughs> Dude, um, he invented a drum style, different yeah, timing. He's, he's like, this ain't like Andrew Ridgely. Hey, I saw that Wham documentary. Yeah. Andrew Ridgely fucking did a lot for Wham. He named a band. He gave George his confidence. He wrote a lot on the first album, but George was becoming a superior <laughs> songwriter. Like, Andrew's a cool dude, and he was okay with George leaving because he said he needs to grow. I'm just going to retire. But he did do one sucky solo album that Charles oh. reviewed. 
Yes. What a, guy, what a guy. What a guy. Man, that was terrible, but he's got a hot wife. <laughs> he got a banana rama chick. Oh, yeah. Oh, she, really? She retired. She, there's only two ramas yeah. left. <laughs> yeah. They're good for Andrew Ridgely. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, the guy's rich, dude. He made a lot of money. <laughs> oh, he did co-write co Careless Whisper. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> now, that's one. That's a date night one. It, me and Lee reviewed yeah, that. Yeah. We, we, we both loved Wham! Make It Big. So. Yeah, they, they, had, they, they, they had to give him credit for it because he put like a comma in one of the verses. Or <laughs> hey, he pulled a gene. pulled a gene. No, he wrote it. <laughs> just watch the documentary. It's pretty fucking cool, man. I love George Michael. George Michael's I'll check it out. I, I watch... I'll watch a documentary about Tiny Tim. So would I. Doesn't matter. I don't care. If it's about music, I'll watch it. Dude, I watch any talk, musical documentary. Did you, did you see that one on my, the Muscle Shoals studio? No, I need to check yeah. it out. That one is fucking awesome. Because you know the Stones record there, recorded there and a lot of fucking artists. Yeah, a track or two. Maybe. Leonard Skinner. Come on, Leonard Skinner. Muscle Shoals, man. It's in one of their songs. Uh, yeah, no, it's a legendary studio. Yeah. That's the only reason why to go to Alabama ever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ain't no other reason. I've never no seen... disrespect to Alabamans. What was that movie? Was it Alabama? What was that movie, Deliverance? I, I don't want to watch it. It sounds too creepy. Because I hear people I was going, in you that... got a pretty mouth, boy. I was in that state once, and it was the only state I ever seen a church in a mobile home without skirting. So I don't know. The wheels were still attached to it, and I'm not lying to you either. So hey, that's something have, going no, down no, there. No offense to you, Alabamans, man. You guys want to listen? Listen. <laughs> yeah, I just hate your football team. <laughs> I agree. Oh, Thank dude, you. I hate the Alabama fans. Roll Tide, Roll Tide every yeah, Saturday, every Saturday. Roll Tide, Roll Tide. I go shut the fuck up. Yeah, I mean, we're, we are the most obnoxious fan base. Oh, H. No, it's, oh. it's Alabama. I agree. I know, but they outdo us, and that's not right. Well, we the, should the Gators be. used to be uh, very obnoxious. Ohio good. State fans are pretty obnoxious. That's true. Oh, yeah, they are. They're uh, pretty bad. Them and Florida Gator fans are the fucking worst. I, I yeah. the UCLA fans are going, fuck, why can't we get into this? <laughs> <laughs> We're good at basketball, though, so fuck all you guys in basketball. But uh, well, we got USC. USC, we always beat USC. Yeah. Oh, you don't root for USC. Oh, fuck no. I'm UCLA all the way, man. Oh, sorry to hear we, that. Yeah. Well, yeah, sorry. Uh, you didn't like that Tyus Edney ending in, I think it was 94, Final Four, the championship? I don't, re I don't remember. I don't remember. went coast to coast and got that, that layup to win it. Oh. That's one of the, 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 oh, the Obana brothers were on there, even though they didn't do it. You know, Ed and his brother Obana. That was a yeah. good team, man. You know, Kevin Love was on UCLA also. That's true. Yeah, so like, was Lonzo Ball. Russell Ro Whisper. <laughs> he got Lonzo Ball. <laughs> Lonzo Ball. <laughs> Fuck that guy. And the Lakers got rid of him. Yeah. Did you see the Lakers not sign to, everybody not much back? much to brag about. Did you see the Lakers? Oh, boy. Got yeah, everybody finish. back from that run last year, dude. Uh -huh. Let's talk about this on the video. This is yeah, rock and roll here. Let's yeah. get to our tracks yeah. of the week. Uh, Jerry, you picked uh, Blue Murder. 
Valley of the Kings, you're gonna just say it because it rules. What are you gonna say about it? Oh, dude, man, it does <laughs> rule. By the way, it's got the fucking great John Sykes, man, great fucking power trio, trio from that was called Blue Murder. Uh, didn't last very long, but what a great fucking band they were, dude. And that's a, the first single released from that album. Um, my goddamn, I can't think of the name of the album now. Fuck, <laughs> help me out. Boom, what's the name of the album, Mark? What? It's Blue Murder. I'm just kidding with you, dude. I'm fucking with you. But uh, no, self-titled um, album. It has some great, great songs off with the title track, Jelly Roll, all kinds of good fucking tunes off of. But Valley of the Kings, man, what a great fucking tune that is, man. And he That's was in uh, Thin Lizzy. <laughs> remember John Sykes? No, I don't remember that. Yeah, he. Uh, a lot of people, a lot of people were in and out of Thin Lizzy there. So. Yeah, but he took best, over vocals, dude. The best after. was Gary Moore. Gary Moore rules. Coliseum yeah. 2. Rules. Coliseum dude. 2. Even that Skid Row album he was in was pretty cool. Not that dude, Skid Row you're thinking about. But. Well, Coliseum 2, folks, if you like, I don't even like jazzy music at all. But it's jazz I, fusion. Except and it fucking same. kicks ass. Yeah. Man, it kicks ass. Great. Girls of Gary Moore. Yeah. And then we get to Metal Ben. You picked Beyond the Crack, Black, Metal Church. Why'd you pick that one? Yeah. Oh, right. I picked right up on. Metal Church last Friday and they absolutely kicked ass. And they ended their show with that track and it <laughs> just fucking rolled. So yeah, if you haven't checked out the newest Metal Church album, Annihilation of, of Civil War. Congregation of Annihilation. Yeah. Congregation of, yes. Check it out, man. It fucking kicks ass. The new Congregation of Annihilation. Uh, fucking great tune, dude. Yes. New vocalist Mark Brooks does an album job. So yeah, that's my pick. Killer right. shit, man. And then I picked Armored Saint because Armored Saint rules, and I'll just pick them because they rule. False Alarm. Fucking kick-ass fucking track. John Bush Ooh. rules. He rules Lisa won. Lisa won the Bush oh, yeah. Anthrax. Yes. Right on. Armored, I love the Bush Anthrax. We know, Mark. A lot of people love we that. Know. They love the sound of white noise. It's not bad. It's just it's, it's, it's better, than the Bella, better than the Belladonna air. Black, Black Lodge is a fucking G, fucking. It ain't better than Fistful of Metal. Yes, it is. Fistful of Metal. Fistful of Metal rules. I love that fucking album. Ever since you fucking, got me back in that album, Charles, I listen to it all the fucking time. Man. Fuck yeah, that album smokes, man. Enjoy. That's the one I listen to. Yeah. Mm -hmm. all, all, all you trendy people. Cause we, cause we like metal, Mark. No, you're trendy. Like it's, you. trendy it's trendy. It's trendy to like the one album that one singer did. On why is that? Why is that? Why is that trendy? Because I said it was. <laughs> okay, whatever. <laughs> yeah. It's trendy. It's trendy to like Belladonna. I mean, come on. It's not. I don't like Belladonna. I like Bush. You don't like Belladonna. I like Belladonna, but not better than Bush. You just Every, said no, you Mark, Mark, like Mark. Mark just admitted yeah. he likes Bush. Yeah, Do I you? love Bush. Do you like Belladonna? <laughs> or I like do you Bush. Not? Man, but. Uh... Do you like Belladonna or do you not? I do like Belladonna, and I like that last album for All Kings. It was good, and I like the album before that. But I think Bush is a better, even fucking, uh, what's his name? It sounds, who, sounds who, like Armored Saint with Anthrax who, music. A, no, it doesn't. It has a little bit yes, of different <laughs> No, because you got fucking Scott and fucking the drummer on there, man. Like in the Benante. Best thrash, Benante. Benante, the best thrash drummer ever. Behind... 
You know who? Oh, Dave, Dave Lombardo. Lombardo. Come on, Absolutely. bro. Oh, Come wow. on. No, I, I take I take Bell. Bell <laughs> yeah. Bell, I take all right, we got. Yeah. I got. Oh, hold on, hold on. We gotta get Ben's take on that one. He was the best thrash drummer of all time. Best thrash metal drummer of all time. I'd say probably. I'm gonna say probably Lombardo. Yeah. yeah. Of course, you guys are trendy again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You don't like what I like. I'm gonna say that's trendy. <laughs> it's a joke, guys. Get over it. Um, yeah. And then we get to you, Charles, the star. You pick shocking blue love buzz. Yeah. Uh, it's fucking around. Didn't know what to pick. <laughs> shocking blue popped up, and I was like, Oh, they did the song Love Buzz before Nirvana. Because Nirvana did a version too. They so, did Venus uh, also, didn't they? Nirvana did? No, it was Shocking Blue. They did Venus. Oh, yes. Yes, of and course. The and uh, them. But uh, Shocking Blue is kind of a slightly Lee Gersman pick. I hope you're listening, Lee. We got more reviews, you owe me. And, uh, <laughs> but I love this. I love the Nirvana Love Buzz. So uh, it's pretty cool. Pretty cool version of it. I, I think it's been done by many artists actually but maybe i'm wrong i don't know Ooh, i just I got something for the video there uh, i just picked whatever you know it's completely off the fucking wall completely yeah i won't do that me. now i mean mark likes to pick the songs he told me to pick a song that matches the theme of the show i'm gonna go completely different next time like i should have picked like a christopher cross song for this one or something yeah ceiling. Like, <laughs> you, you know I, I you know what i almost no i said it, it's cool to pick to go along with the the album we did but i've picked off the wall songs before i picked aha take on me or something like that on a metal album oh a fucking yeah, aha well, you, you play it every week on that metal station i, don't, know. I haven't played aha in months i've that my I put, I put up my set you guys missed the fourth of july special which fucking yeah. ruled coming we soon. got coming uh -huh. soon that uh that metal station we have aha <laughs> i've played fucking aha in there because they rule have good the unplugged guitar. version of Take On Me. Oh, that's a fucking rules, dude. Oh, <laughs> that does man. sound... That, yeah. You know it yeah. sounds good, Jerry. They are great. It sounds... It's not, no, it sounds better than the original, absolutely. But, oh, no, but that know, video, you can't, dude, Come on. That you, can't polish, you can't polish a turd. But, Ooh, you know, you give, me, give, me, give me Weezer's version. Oh, no. uh, I'll do without that one, too. No. I like Weezer. But, uh, man, that, that's our... Uh, well, it's... Thank uh, metal yeah, band coming on, buddy. Well, hey, I can, I can. Okay. I'm a co-host. Yeah, I'm allowed getting, to say that. I know we're getting good at this because I let you, I let you go and go, and I do. I said Charles is going to take over. I go, yes, he did. Yeah. So go ahead, man. Well, I want to thank Metal Ben, one of the most metal mofos I know. Uh, way better than mofos metal Facebook group. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, for, for being on the show, man. Thanks for being on, dude. Hey, hey man. Thanks for having me. Hope we can do this again, man. Totally. Definitely. Totally. Definitely. We got to pick something we don't like, though. The yeah, we'll ask, you, we'll, we'll ask you on the Wham! review. How about that? I already did make it big. It'd, <laughs> it'd have to be uh, a first, uh, George Michael, Faith. Uh, fine Young Cannibals. Oh, God, no. Nah, no, no, I don't. That song. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Fuck that song. Fuck that song. But anyway, 
Totally. Like, share, and subscribe, people. Thank you for listening. Turn it over quick to our Ed, Jay. Any final oh, thoughts? Oh, nothing, man. This is a fun time. It always is fun with these fucking guys, dude. I love you guys, man. I always have a blast this uh, and our other show, the uh, the BS Sessions. I always enjoy that, man. I, you know, Thank you for agreeing to do this album, dude, again. Um, I'm working on my live... I'm working on my live album pick yet. I got it narrowed down, but I'll let you guys know here within the week what we're going to do about that. But anyway, I'll bring it back to Mark to bring us out, man. I'm just saying, man, share the shit, man. Show it to your friends. Tell your mom. Hey, look, these guys are stupid. Listen to them. Uh (laughs) Well, one stupid. (laughs) One stupid. Thanks, man. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I just said. You're danger field. I'm Dangerfield. No <laughs> respect, man. No respect. But uh, I get no respect from anybody on Facebook, in fact. Except Brian Bellows. <laughs> Thank you, Brian. <laughs> I, 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 th- I, th- I think you like it that way, though. You like to be the... Uh, the, the well, because person. I could say whatever yeah. I want. Nobody gives a fuck. Yeah. That's awesome. Fellow, fellow Poison fan, Brian Bellows. That's, That's why you're on the couch, Brian Bellows. And Bushy. Just remember what I said. The, the, one of the, I think he's a bigger ghost hater than you are, Mark. Hey, I got yeah, two new reviews yeah. for the podcast. Do you want me to say it on a video or on, on here? Video, yeah. yeah. I'll go do it on the video. All right, Jerry, are you going into the video? Yeah, I'll go. Oh, hello. I'm ready right now. All right, oh, let's go. All right, man, that, that's the Freeform right. Rock Podcast. Uh, we'll see you guys later, man. Until next week, fucking don't drop the bong, man.
Yeah.
ThatMetalStation.com every Tuesday night to hear the Freeform Rock Show. 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern, only on ThatMetalStation.com. You have just listened to the Freeform Rock Podcast. All music played on the Freeform Rock Podcast belongs to its owner. If you like it, go out and buy it. Get your music on Amazon, iTunes, or at your local record store. Support what you love. Support the artists by seeing them live. Purchase their music. The Freeform Rock Podcast is not affiliated with any of the artists or music that we play. Thank you for listening to the Freeform Rock Podcast. We'll see you on the next episode. Until next time, stay free and rock on.